Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And Lindsay, we are actually going back to a city that we've covered before to Port Townsend, Washington. Ooh, okay. It's been a while. What what else was in Port Townsend? Remind me. Manresa Castle. And we have quite a few listeners from that part of the country that have actually been to Manresa Castle. This is a different location that is in downtown Port Townsend, Washington, which is a very cute town if you go back and listen to that episode. But this is a listener request from Aaliyah, and she's actually going to be staying here in June. Oh, that's exciting. So Aaliyah, get back to us and tell us about your stay when you're done. We can update everybody. I mean, she might run into some stuff because there is at least 10 spirits that they think they've identified at this location. This is your haunted holiday at the Palace Hotel in Port Townsend, Washington. Before we dive into this episode in Port Townsend, I do want to throw a shout out to Misty Jones. She's our newest Patreon member. Thank you so much for joining and supporting the show. I think she heard us on History Goes Bump. I think some of you guys have. Gosh, when we first started, they featured us. And uh, so thank you, Misty, so much for joining and, and showing your support. It makes a big difference for us. And we're using these funds to help improve the show. So thanks so much. And she even sent us some merchandise ideas, which I love. We just got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I mean, she even threw out, hey, maybe one of your listeners is an artist. So I don't know. We might have to put that out there in the future. We are not artistic over here from that standpoint. Yes. (laughs) All right, Lindsay. So let's talk about the Palace Hotel. This is an older hotel. It is... It's a really cool place. I, we're going to talk about the hotel in general, but it is a very charming hotel in a very charming city. And this place was built in 1889 by a sea captain named Henry Tibbles. And this was a very prominent guy in town. Like everybody loved this guy. He was part of the city council. I think he was a sheriff of the county at one point. Anyway, He was a businessman, built a lot of different buildings. When he retired, he decided to build this place. And it started out as a business in the downstairs. It wasn't originally a hotel. It was originally like a billiard hall, a saloon. And then upstairs is where he lived and maybe rented out some some rooms for boarding and, and that kind of thing. So it was a very different place when it was originally built. Now, in 1925, this building was repurchased and converted into a, I guess we could kind of say a hotel, and it was named the Palace Hotel, but it was also known as a nickname, the Palace of Suites, and that is because it is a saloon at the time, as well as a brothel with lots and lots of working girls in this place. Oh, wow. When was this? This was in 1925, and it remained a brothel until 1933. There was some sort of raid or something that happened that caused it to get shut down. They do think there might have been some more, you know, kind of working happenings 
going on a little bit under the the counter, I guess I should say, in later years, possibly. But it was about eight years that it was a running brothel. Okay. I mean, and we've heard this before. Not always are these places uh, super positive, right? I mean, violence occurs sometimes um, in these situations. But I'm, I'm so curious to hear about the rest of story and why why you think it's haunted well and and i mean think about a real brothel back in the day it's not like it is in the like old west movies that you see right where everything's happy-go-lucky like being a working girl back in those days i can't imagine would have been an easy situation i don't think it would ever be an easy situation but especially back then i agree with you can't be Right. So there is surely a lot of tragedy, a lot of emotions that were happening back then. There is a story that is from these times. And I I look at this very much like legend. I don't know for sure that this is the case. But if you are somebody who is regularly in intimate relations with multiple people, there is bound to be babies that are created out of this. And the legend is that like the stillbirths or premature babies that died at birth, for example, were potentially buried in the basement of this hotel. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's one of those things that people just don't even think about is, you know, the potential for people to essentially get knocked up with a with a child i mean especially back then there wasn't the birth control pill we didn't have the technology today you know to help help with some of that that kind of thing and so it's it's inevitable right but super sad right so i'm sure that that happened quite a bit here unfortunately the the question is were they buried in the basement i couldn't really find any real evidence of this I found it out there on a few sites but I don't know what that's based on I didn't see anything that said they found you know skeletons or remains or anything during a renovation so I would be curious if there's actually any bodies buried under there oh wow so tragedy no doubt about it whether they're buried in the basement not so sure right So after it closed from being a brothel, it was eventually rented out as private residences for a while. And then eventually it got repurchased in the 70s and started going through a massive renovation. It's been through renovations even more recently, but that's when the the renovations really began. And when they renovated it, they renovated it to be like it would have been back in the 20s and it's not it's not like super nice like the Marshall houses I know we reference that one a lot because it's a really well done renovation but it is the cutest thing I can imagine so they did a good job making it look like how we would envision this place back in the 20s huh yes and very Victorian era This 
is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. Hey, it's Rebecca Lieb. And I'm Jason Horton. And we are Ghost Town, a show about weird history, hauntings, unexplained events, true crime, and all kinds of bizarre phenomenon the world over. From unsolved murders to haunted manors. Satanic panic to internet mysteries. Buy a ticket to our abandoned amusement park. A VIP ghost pass to our haunted club? No. Bottle service. We have new episodes of Ghost Town every Wednesday and Friday, and you can find Ghost Town wherever you get your podcasts. So we just finished talking about the renovations that occurred here. And as I was researching this, I started to think, you know, we know renovations in general stirs up spirits, but I think in combination with the fact that they renovated this location to look how it would have looked when these working girls were there on a regular basis could definitely lend to it being more haunted that's true i didn't even think about that right so because they really did more of a restoral brought it back to its original really cool victorian look you know maybe that does happen to do it you know that they talk about triggers with spirits right so you can trigger spirits by bringing something into the the environment that maybe they're familiar with Right, better like, than making their home or their their hotel what they're familiar with, right? Right, like sometimes we'll play period music while we are at a location. I've seen other investigators dress in period clothing or bring an object that might trigger a spirit. Maybe it's, you know, something that they would have identified when they were alive. And so I think about this and I'm like, man, that really could be a major possibility and on top of that, each of the individual rooms at this location are named after several real working girls that were there in the 20s. Okay, so they're still, they're named after them today. Correct. So there's still kind of a homage to a lot of these people. So a lot of the spirits that I am going to talk about are women there is a lot of females that are seen some we have a good idea who they are and then others maybe not so much but one thing that you're going to want to look for is people in that era of clothing just walking around and roaming the hallways 
Well, that's cool. I'm always, I always like the places that have the, the full-bodied apparition potential. This one definitely does. The other apparition that you're going to want to look for is the original builder, Henry Tibbles. And he apparently is a very happy spirit, they say. And what kind of what a lot of people that work there think is they think he is just very happy about the renovations that happened. They like they think that he likes maybe like the bathrooms being put in with all this plumbing and it's supposed to be a very happy presence primarily on the second floor. You know, I love a happy ghost. It's so much less terrifying when you go to these places. So that's good to know. Okay, I'm all about running into a happy spirit. So most of the spirits here, they do think are happy. There is a couple more ominous things that I will. Okay. But (laughs) we're not ending it at the happy ghosts. (laughs) No, but most of the activity is happy. Like they say, for example, somebody might walk into their room and say, hey, is there a TV in here? And then boom, suddenly the TV will flip on. And they think maybe it's somebody who is there that's like, trying to help him out and be like look yeah we got the tv and they're turning it on for him i mean these spirits from the from like the 20s have really figured out this technology it's impressive (laughs) they're there for eternity what else is there to do right Right, that's true (laughs) another spirit that you are going to want to look for is a child that they believe is named adam that is wandering the third floor playing they think this might have been a child of one of the working girls there. The other thing you want to look for on the third floor along with Adam is what is described as a menacing shadow-like figure that will follow people around the hallways. Ooh, so I don't like that. And this is on the third floor? Third floor, yep. Okay, so we know second floor, happy, third floor, scary shadow person wandering the halls yes i that might be a good way to put it maybe stay on the second floor if you're a little scared because a lot of (laughs) stuff happens on the third it seems now the other thing that's interesting talking about places you know we talk about ghosts who go to places that they love right there was a homeless man that the previous owners would allow to stay in the basement sometimes and shortly after this man died they started seeing his apparition in the basement and it is a homeless man wearing a plaid shirt with a bald head like people think sometimes that this is a real person until he vanishes that's how clear they are and they say that this was his favorite place on earth so why not come back and stay here in the afterlife that would be a really neat sighting. I also think it would be neat because, granted, he's there because he likes it. Maybe it's residual. Maybe it's intelligent. I, I don't know with the information you've given. But that would be one that wouldn't be quite as scary, you know, because he's just a person, you know, who, who passed away and he just happens to still be there for one reason or another. Yeah, I think in context, knowing who it potentially is would make it less scary. But if you just happen to be going down to the basement by yourself and you see a dude down there, like, I'm going to be freaked. I agree. That's true. But we're going in with the knowledge. So if you're listening to this episode, now you know. Yes. 
The other thing, apparently, and I was not able to find too much more detail about this, but there is a housekeeper that used to work here that will show up only once a year, they say, to kind of check on the place. And they think the day that she is showing up is the day that she passed away. So on the anniversary of her death every year, she appears to somebody in her, you know, housekeeping uniform. What is the day? I don't know. I could not find it. I agree. Oh I gosh. would love to know what day that is so that somebody who lives there can show up and look for this. Right. So this is one I'm going to be skeptical of, mainly for that reason, right? So if they're so, if they really feel, you know, like she shows up once a year, that would mean that somebody would have seen her, you know, on the same day on different years, right? So you'd think somebody could provide that evidence. Maybe they have, maybe we just haven't found it, right? Certainly possible, but you would think that would be prevalent in the story, right? So I'm, I'm a little skeptical of that one. Uh, Aaliyah, who sent us the original email, knows a lot of people who do historic tours and that kind of thing. So she might be able to find us that information and send us an email if somebody that she knows knows that date. I'd be very curious as well. Well, it might be good, too, because Aaliyah's going there next month, it sounds like. Maybe she can ask some of the staff and then respond to our email, email chain. All right. Let's talk about some of the rooms that you're going to want to consider staying in. In room number three, there is apparently, they don't know who this person is. It, it appears to be an older woman that is dressed all in black. And in this room, there's like a kitchenette type thing with an actual stove in it. And she is always seen standing by the stove for some reason. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. And very specific, right? Multiple people have seen this apparition, and she always seems to be in that same location. So maybe a residual haunt. I love to set up some cameras um, just for several days, right? And just and monitor that, see if you could catch something. The other room that you are going to want to look into is room number seven. This is Alice's room. And the big thing that people experience here is this is a third floor room and they will suddenly find handprints on the outside of their window. So not let you can't scrub it from the inside and get rid of the handprint. So however it got there was from the outside and it's on the third floor. I read several accounts of people experiencing this one person in particular wrote this whole story about it, how they didn't really experience too much. They were they packed their bags, were getting ready to leave the room and check out, and all of a sudden they look at the window and there are hand marks on the outside. Very creepy. And I wonder what the heck would cause that? A ghost, Lindsay. I, right, I know, I know. But, you know, we try to debunk first. But, yeah, it sounds like it's a ghost. I mean, unless they were already there previously, but... I mean, if someone can show that, yeah, they were not there, there's no way to access this, I'm on board. Yeah, I hear you. Well, if I stayed in that room, that would be the first thing I would look at. Is there Definitely. already a handprint here? Yep, I agree. Okay, the last thing I am going to talk about is the lady in blue. This is the most prominent ghost by far in this location. 
They believe that this was a prostitute named Claire, and she used to stay in room number four, which is now called Claire's room, because that's where she used to live. There is a portrait of her right when you go to the top of the stairs. It's actually a very large portrait. You'll see a woman in a blue dress. They think that this is Claire. She is roaming the halls, looking for her long lost love that never returned. And apparently coming from room number four, people will hear sounds of crying, moaning noises. Somebody is upset, that kind of thing. The other thing that you should be on the lookout with Claire, anytime she appears or is potentially manifesting, there is the scent of floral perfume that will just come out of nowhere for no reason. Oh, that's good to know. That's a good tidbit. Yes. The other thing I saw, there's a couple other things about the lady in blue, but I did see some people that had stayed there in room number four on YouTube, and they had talked about a couple different shadows that they saw in the room that they could not explain. They were trying to debunk it, like maybe it was a street light or a car light, and they just could not figure out what that shadow was. They didn't see the lady in blue, but they saw some clear shadows that did not make a lot of sense to them. That's interesting. But I mean, it could be Claire as well, right? It could be that she just didn't fully form to show, you know, that she was Claire, right? I mean, I think spirits could potentially take multiple forms. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. The other thing that people have is sometimes when they're staying in here, they'll have dreams of the lady in blue coming to them. But the bed will sometimes shake violently. Oh, nope. See, that's scary. I do not like that. We keep talking about what would be really, really scary. And this is one of those. It's not my worst fear, but I always, I've said this before on the show a while back. I always go back to the movie, The Exorcist. Even though I know, like, come on, the odds, I'm not going to get, you know, possessed by a demon. But I think of that and it's a scary thought. Just brings me back to that scary movie. That's exactly what I think of, too. The movie The Exorcist ruined me as a child. <laughs> it scared no me. Now, I one of the most interesting things, and we've heard of similar things happening before, but that portrait that I talked about at the top of the stairs, there's a lot of activity around that portrait. Apparently, you can pick up orbs and that kind of thing. But apparently, sometimes she will go missing from the picture almost as if she's in harry potter and now wandering around this hotel and no longer in the portrait okay so someone needs to capture this if this is the case (laughs) right like if this is really happening this hotel needs to just set a video camera up to this portrait Sometimes people have said that she hasn't disappeared, but they might see like her head turn around. Okay, that's really cool. I mean, we've heard of this kind of thing occurring before, right? Art being manipulated in some way. And and that's that would be a really cool thing to catch. Yeah. Now, usually when she goes missing from the picture, it literally nobody saw her like walk out of the frame. (laughs) They (laughs) would love to see that, though. That would be good. (laughs) 
Usually what they see is like somebody will go down the stairs to the lobby, picture's normal, they go back up the stairs, and it's empty. There's no Claire. I mean, that's just so weird. I feel like somebody's playing a prank, but I mean, that would be a lot of work to move that big giant picture. And it is a big picture. It's not just like a tiny little framed thing that you could easily move from the wall. Right, right. Very, very cool. Okay, so like I said, this place is a very quaint town. It's on a port by the ocean. It's beautiful. There's sailing. There's all kinds of cute little shops there. So if you like to go to just like cute little restaurants and shops, like this is the perfect town for that. It actually looks really, really nice. I know I said that in the Manresa Castle episode. I talked about the town a little bit more. But some things to know about this. This is an older building. And although it's been renovated with updated bathrooms and stuff like that, it is decorated to be more kind of Victorian-esque. So most of the rooms are not going to be super modern. Like they have a TV in there. They have a decent bathroom. It looks nice. I would be very comfortable staying there. It looks clean, but it is very cute and quaint is how I would describe it. Okay. I like that. And I like that it's was brought back to kind of its original look, which just makes the rooms more interesting. Yes. And there is another building that was right next door that they purchased and kind of adjoined some of the space. So over in that space, they did put a handful of more modern studios and lofts and that kind of thing. So if you stay here, make sure that you don't stay in the modern area unless that's what you want. You want to stay in the the old school, you know, original Henry Tibbles part of the building. So because this is an older building, some things to be aware of. There is no elevator access. There is no way. So if you're somebody who's maybe disabled in a wheelchair, this is not going to be the place for you because there's not going to be any way for you to get to your room. So that's a potential drawback. The other is there is no air conditioning. Now, they are right off of the Pacific Ocean. And I would imagine there's some cool breezes. They do provide fans in every room, so it might be comfortable. Their busy season is during the summer. They have off season from October through June. So, I mean, it's hard to say how comfortable that room's going to be in the summer. Let me ask, do do they have a furnace? Like, they can heat it, right? I'm going to guess so. That wasn't called out on the website. I would think it would have been like, bring your space heaters, right? (laughs) They don't want the place to burn down either. I mean, I would look, I don't know a whole lot about that part of the country and like what their weather is like. I do think they have a nice, cool ocean breeze. I would just, if I was booking, it would not be in the middle of summer at their hottest times of year because I personally cannot sleep without the AC running. I like a nice, cool room when I'm going to bed. I... If I'm sweating, it's not going to happen. But, you know, I bet I bet it's a great area most of the year. You're probably not going to have that issue, would be my guess. But Google it before you go, no doubt. 
for sure. One of the cool things about this building though, because it is so quaint, is if you're staying there, they just leave the rooms, it looks like at least in a lot of the videos I watched, the room doors opened to the rooms that aren't occupied. So if you want, you can you have like free reign of the rooms that nobody is in. You can go in there. Oh, I like that, especially for the ghost hunting. Are there, do they, I imagine they embrace their ghosts there and it seems that they do a little bit. So there's nothing on their website that calls out the hauntings. However, at the hotel itself, they have, I guess I would call it like a ghost book. So anybody who's experienced anything, they encourage to write in their personal experiences. So when you get there, you can ask for that, but they don't advertise it, I guess I should say. Okay. That makes sense. But it is nice that they leave the rooms open because most places do not do that. And so you just don't have the the free reign access to go in and, you know, maybe do like an EVP session or, you know, do some ghost hunting in those rooms that are unoccupied. Now, the prices here, I think, are pretty reasonable. And like I said, the peak season, Lindsay, is actually in the summer. So the prices are more expensive starting in July through September. So peak prices, depending on the day of the week, obviously, and all those different factors, the more modern loft rooms can be $175, $190 a night. But those are the more modern ones. Some of the other ones are as low as $119 to $150 during the peak months. Now, starting in October, it is not, it's a very touristy town. So those prices drop pretty dramatically. So actually, Lindsay, you might enjoy this. It might work out perfect for you because not in the summer when you have to deal with the air conditioning. They go down to sometimes like $89 a night. Wow. And you get your own bathroom in this place too? Yes, you do. Okay. And I found, so room number four, which is Claire's room with the, the lady in blue, the most haunted room, that appears to be pretty booked up. You can select on their website which room you want depending on the date. It will show you which rooms are available. And I looked and looked and I was like, where is this room number four? I had to go all the way back to December to be able to book that. Now, granted, I was just kind of spot checking. There might be a day here or there where that room is available. But if you want that room, I would definitely recommend that you try to book ahead of time. Like months and months ahead of time, I would get on that quick. I would say so. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Aaliyah, for sending us an amazing recommendation for the Palace Hotel. I like that we've covered this small little town in Washington now a couple of times. It sounds like kind of a cool old haunted place, maybe, but a neat place to visit, it sounds like as well. So, all right. Well, if you guys are in the area, definitely visit and then let us know how your stay goes. We're always curious if you've stayed in any of the places that we've covered We're always curious to hear your take on things. And we can, you know, if you've got a more recent update than we even have, you know, send us a message with the details. We'd love to update some of our listeners on some of these locations. In general, though, just go to our website, yourhauntedholiday.com, hit contact us and send us an email. You can send us a recommendation for an episode, send us your ghost story, send us your updates on some of the places we've already covered. 
We like hearing it all um, and love hearing from all of you. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and our Patreon. You guys have a great week and thank you for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.